Inside the Temple of Absalon, Octavia must act quickly to save the clerics and find her family. Will she escape from this town? Who will she bring with her? And whatever happened to gathering intel? Oh well. Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. So we are excited to have our listeners start getting excited for an upcoming giveaway that we are going to launch in celebration of our, can you believe it, 100th episode. I can't. Well, do. Do believe it. Date bio. Believe it. 100 episodes. That's pretty crazy. It is. So we're excited to uh, share what our final lineup is. It took us some while to uh, figure out exactly what we wanted to do for this momentous occasion. So get ready because we will be giving away the following. A custom made dice set from our favorite dice makers over at D. 20. This is a shop that has dice and stickers and amazing shirts uh, made by twins. And you they spell that. Oh, yes. So it is spelled D, like the, like the letter D, and then twin, T W I N T Y. And you can find them on you know Twitter and Instagram. They obviously have an online store as well. And they made a custom set of dice based off of our logo that we will be giving away. They are so cool i have like this dice set is amazing and we're actually hoping that i can win <laughs> but no they're gorgeous uh they have this uh these galaxy swirls they have these uh pearl like opalescent numbers everyone they are lit like they are super super cool i worked with ali um to you know bring them to fruition and she like literally like opened my mind up looked into my brain and was like oh okay i see what your inspiration is and then created them from my words to reality it's pretty amazing so we're like insanely excited about these dice and also their d4 they have these new really great sharp edge molds that are just mm, chef's kiss perfect and super cool like these are legit works of art that you can then make narrative art with which is super exciting i've been using uh one of the sets that they sent me an avocado dice with they have cute little avocados in them and they uh rule really great and are beautiful so we're very very excited for that but that is not it no no no, no. this is a hundredth episode this is a this is a more excitement and celebration than even that can you believe we are also giving away a commission to an artist that we really like who does a lot of original character commissions um they're on twitter and instagram and their name is manau and their handle is i'm gonna spell it out because i feel like i might accidentally mispronounce it it is aunanas a-u-w-n-a-n-a-s um so they will be giving we'll be giving away a commission to them for a waist up portrait of one of your original characters i guess it could be of yourself 
or of your friend. It doesn't have to be an original character of yours, but they have just this really, really cool, distinct style. And so we reached out to them and asked if that would be something they would be interested in. And they were, and we were so excited. So that will be also given away in addition to this amazing set of dice. But what is behind door number three? Because that is not all. In addition, can you believe we will also be giving away a copy of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. This is a really exciting supplement that um, I'm actually quite excited about. They have a bunch of new uh, subclasses coming out, cool rules about like magic tattoos and things like that, where you can like where your character can tattoo like spells on themselves, which is a really cool thing. And also some really uh, neat ways to kind of decouple um core stats from like race so you can have different rules for ancestry so you can kind of uh you know kind of build whatever character you would want to pen and regardless of what their traditional uh you know strengths and weaknesses are type of thing so those are the three things that we will be giving away for our 100th episode uh it, it is not launched yet our giveaway will most likely be launching on the day that we uh launch our 100th episode so in a couple weeks here and so just want to let everyone know what the scoop was and to stay tuned to our social media pages, both Twitter and Instagram, where we will be sharing all of the rules of entry. I would just like to take a moment to point out that Gwyneth described the dice set as lit, which is not a word I think she's ever used in that <laughs> connotation before. So congratulations, everyone. We were here for history. <laughs> that's what the cool that's kids my, that's used, That's my contribution. Right? <laughs> But no, I mean, these dice do make me speechless and, and, and make me use words I don't normally because I, I can't find the words to describe like just like how cool lit. they are. He's raising his eyebrows and just nodding off into like mm -hmm, quarter middle mm -hmm, distance. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> my default state 95% of the time though, so. <laughs> Not wrong, but. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, with that. Let's start our 98th episode, right? Number 98. 98. Nine eight two one zero, isn't that? Well, I was. Is that a seven? Afraid of? I don't remember the joke. Oh, is it like? Why was eight afraid? Six of seven? afraid of seven. That's it. Because seven, eight, nine. Ha 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 ha. isn't there another? Because six, seven, eight. Because why was five afraid? Because it's that's the more confusing. Right. Way it's to like phrase it. it's like the difference between grammatically like, correct. It's I like suppose. it's a really perfect example of passive versus active voice. Actually. Well, you know. When I'm trying to uh, enjoy sophomoric humor like that, <laughs> passive and active voice isn't necessarily the first on my priority list. It's always considering that's a joke told by like six year olds. I think just rote understandability is is probably the the first way to go. I mean, probably. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> There's a cat in the room. We close the door, but doors cannot hold him. Nope. He is the night. Oh my Aww. gosh. He just made a cute little squeak. Yeah. And now he's trotting over and he's probably going to jump up on somebody's lap, maybe. Or my shoulder, Or the table and just wander across the mat. We'll see. Knocking things askew. It's a cat chapter. I just put my hand down and he stood up on his little hind legs and put his face in my hand. So. Oh my gosh, he's so precious. He's being, he's being very cute right now. He has been snuggly, exceptionally snuggly all day, actually. We don't know yeah. if it's the cold weather. Oh, I just put my hand down and he nuzzled it, too. So that's that's the background for this episode. Hopefully he doesn't cause too much of a disturbance, but we cannot keep him out no matter where we go. Hopefully nope. he will remain silent. He is a relatively quiet cat. He purrs very loudly, though. That's true. And he's about to jump in a box, so 
Let's just give him a second to do what he needs to do. Oh, this is a box within a box, I do This believe. is a box in a box. So, I mean, cat nirvana right here. All right, let's, ho- let's hope that's going to hold him <laughs> for the next 45 minutes to an hour as we get started. <laughs> when we last left off, you had infiltrated the temple of Absalon in the center of Lake Ansel, which has been overrun with Crag's Dragonblood army. You managed to, as a bird, get someone to slide a window open wide enough for you to crawl through and then you transformed into a person and said hey let's wake everybody up so you are standing in what used to be a classroom that is packed to the gills with about 25 clerics of various shapes sizes races etc over the past several minutes you and the cleric you initially spoke to have been quietly and calmly trying to nudge everyone awake and tell them to remain calm and remain quiet and so uh, these minutes pass and you're you're in a room of about 25 anxious looking people dressed in clerical robes you know it's an assortment of the lot most of them are clerics of absalon bearing uh his holy symbol but there are also some uh those devoted to saloon and some devoted to fenor so it's kind of a hodgepodge in here so everyone's awake and the uh the cleric that you initially spoke to walks back over and she says okay every everyone's up and i think they're remaining calm and quiet for the time being you're going to get us out of here right so what what's your plan well first i have to ask um do you i mean (laughs) sorry what was your name again my name is marina marina um I don't know if you if you know who who I am. I, I'm I'm from here. Um, do, do you do you remember the mushroom cloud, the herbalist shop? Vaguely, I've heard the name bandied about. So that's that's my family shop. Um, uh, by any chance, do you know of any prisoners that Crag is holding down in the like down, you know, where in the like therapeutic rooms downstairs? Um, hmm. I don't personally but perhaps we can ask around a little bit not all of us have been here the the whole time uh, okay. we can see if uh, someone else has has heard of this uh, and your your name who who are you looking for oh so uh my name's octavia sinclair and and i'd be looking for uh, my mother and my father and my sister and brother and so my my mother's name's marguerite my sister's um celia and my brother's anthony just avoided her Small catastrophe there. Catastrophe, catastrophe. Literally, as the cat was walking across my keyboard. So I'm glad the recording is still going. I see. Uh, family. Um, those those names sound familiar. Let's let me um let me ask around. Perfect. Thank you so much. In the meantime, what what do you plan to to do with us? You know, we're not the only ones here, right? Practically every room in here is is filled with others of our kind. Right. How how many rooms? How many total do you think that there are? Well, there are 15 stories to this tower. Oh, geez. And most of those have some number of us. Okay. I don't think I'll be able to get all of you out. Well, that's unfortunate. I wish that I could. I just don't have... I don't have that ability. I suppose some is better than none. Where have you come from? Why Why are you here? Um, I'm... I've coming from a lot of different places. I haven't really stayed in one one place very long, and over the past year or so, 
or couple months or however long it's been. Um, but I, I, I came here to the people that I've been working with. Um, they lost contact with Lake Ansel and w- weren't able, didn't know what happened. So I w- came here to kind of see what happened um, and get mm. the lay down, basically. Lowdown. I see. Yes. Well, how are you getting us out of here? We can't go through the window. Right, right. And we can't really walk out the front door? No, totally makes sense. So, uh, here, let me, uh, let me just show you. That'll be easier. And she will put her bag of holding down, pull out the chest, open it up. Karhoon will be like, Oh my goodness. It gets creepy in there. Have you ever just sat in a room surrounded by thousands of zombies? Oh, hello. He looks at the, the group of people. I didn't know we had guests. So, anyway. So I'll be able to fit all of you and maybe maybe another 25 or so in here. And I'll be able to hopefully, um, you know, sneak you all out. Hmm. Well, that's... Um, I'm sorry, you said zombies? Um, yes, but where you'll be, you'll be fine. As a devotee of Al Saloon, this is something I cannot abide. If there are zombies down there, I don't know if you're keeping them as pets or if you're actually a foul necromancer yourself, in which case we might have a problem. Oh, no, they're not mine. They're not my zombies. Um, okay. To be very real with you, I'm in possession of the souls of three dragons. I see. One of those dragons, that's his army. Well. Yes. Can't say it's my favorite thing to be carrying about on my person. We could, um, thin the herd, as it were. I might not be able to restrain myself and some of my companions, as it were. You are more than, you are more than welcome to, and I will not stop you. Um, there are just a lot. So, you could thin the herd some, but... They're, they're not also, they're not doing anything, they're just wandering around. Hmm. And you'll be in a space that is separate from them and protected from them. I see. Well, perhaps you should um, inform the others of your plan. Yes. And make sure they're all on board, and I'll see if I can rustle up any information. Wonderful. Sounds good. And kind of as Marina goes and kind of asks around about information about um, Octavia's family, Octavia will, like, follow behind and be like, this is the plan, this is what we're going to do. This is the whole situation, just so you know if you're okay with that. You know, and going from cleric to cleric. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them are, like, skeptical, but I suppose they'd rather be in there than out here. So uh, they tentatively agree to this plan. After a few minutes of you kind of hushed whispering this uh, information around marina comes back up and following her is a elderly cleric uh white snowy hair kind of hunched over wrinkles on her face walks up behind you she looks pretty pretty old mm-hmm. and marina says this uh, one of one of the oldest among us uh this is uh mistress beatrice beatrice this is uh I'm sorry, you said your name was Octavia? Octavia. I believe she has some information you may be interested in. And this elderly woman named Beatrice in these, uh, they look kind of, kind of retro robes. <laughs> nice. They're, but they're like, like back in now again. So like, not all necessarily, of, just 
like these robes have been with her for a long time mm-hmm. after probably a few rebrandings and whatnot. And is she a cleric of Absalom? Absalom. Yes. Is is this the same cleric as I got in the furniture? Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. I was like Beatrice, that name. Like, and I think Octavia would remember. Maybe you could see she's got like cataracts in her eyes, so she yeah. probably can't see you super well. But she said, "Oh, he- he- hello, dear. You're looking for um your family, it seems." Yes, the the Sinclairs. Uh, do you, do you remember? I I think you were the one who I told on that very first day, fifteen years ago when I rang the bell. I'm sorry, dear. My my memory ain't what it uh, used to be. I've met a lot of people in my time. Now that that's understandable. It's it was a while ago, and a lot has happened since then. Indeed, I've um, I assume you're the. Uh, troublemaker who's been causing things to be in a ruckus the past few hours, yes? Um, yes. Well, in addition to my memory, my uh, hearing isn't quite what it used to be, but that also means that uh, some people tend to say things around me that they uh, may not say around others because they think I I can't hear them, but I I still hear a bit. It's just uh, a strain to do so. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know specifically, but I heard some of the guards over over talking about this uh, troublemaker and the ruckus uh, she was causing. Well, I guess they were causing. And she looks over at Carhoon. <laughs> and um, it, it seems that because of this ruckus, some uh, special prisoners, some very VIP prisoners, were moved from the top of the tower into the vaults. And Marina's nodding, and she says, oh, that makes sense, yes. I, I don't think I've been in the vaults before. You probably haven't. They're vaults for a reason. It's where we keep the most, well, kept the most sacred artifacts and treasures of, of this temple. Only the most, uh, the highest among us were allowed to enter the vaults. Do you know how to get there? Oh, getting to them is... Simple enough, I suppose, but they are vaults, so perhaps uh, getting past them and and into the the midst of them might be a bit more difficult. Uh, They're on in in the basement, effectively, underneath the the, the bottom floor. I guess there's a... If if this is where you are truly wanting to go... I I can't leave them. They're there because of me. The, the way to get there is on the bottom floor where we keep all our, our the, the therapy rooms and the practitioner uh, rooms and our spas and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, in the center of this floor, there's a, uh, a, a vestry of sorts where the clerics and practitioners and acolytes can go and prepare themselves and uh, perform their rituals and, and pray and prepare their, their spells for the day. In the back of this uh, vestry is a reliquary. This is typically also difficult to get into, uh, locked, so to speak, but I'm sure these monsters have plundered it by now, so who knows what would await you there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Through the reliquary, there is another door that leads to a staircase, and that staircase will take you down into the basement. From the basement... You will find yourselves at the foot of, well, there's some routine storage. Um, Just, you know, tables for banquets and whatnot. But 
past that there is the entrance to the vault, which is a very large, very magic locked door that, um, quite frankly, I'm not sure if you'll be able to open, but I guess it's worth a try. Well, they were, they were able to open it. Yes. It seems. Yes. So perhaps it's open for you. Do you know what kind of magic was protecting it that I could get it open? Well, initially it was divine magic that that protected that and this whole temple, but ever since these vagrants moved in, well, there has been some uh, corruption. We can't even use our own magic in here. The forces of evil are so strong. So whatever once protected that vault has likely been replaced with something more vile. So you don't... You don't feel Al-Absalon's power in you? And you can't... Oh, the connection is still there, but it is weak at best. They wouldn't leave so many of us in one space if we were still able to perform our magic. We would have busted out of here in no time flat. I was wondering, yeah. Okay. I can't even cast a sacred flame. (laughs) And And there's only one vault, right? There's only one one vault, okay. yes. As far as I know, although I've only been in there a time or two in my many years, perhaps there is secrets that even I do not know. And within this one vault, is it one big room, or were there chambers within the vault? It, it used to be sort of pseudo-segmented up. However, I'm not sure what has been done to it in the past weeks. Not so much rooms as dividing walls mm-hmm. and shelving units and things like that. Is there any way to access the basement from outside, or is that door through the reliquy the only way? Mm-hmm. Uh, Marina pipes in at this point. She says, well, not necessarily outdoors, but there is one other way to get there. Okay. This whole tower is fitted with a uh, disbursement system for... Uh, Industrial strength incense. <laughs> I don't don't know laugh. I this is funny. a very serious uh, affair. It cost a lot of time, magic, and gold to implement this system, but it has revolutionized the way we uh, perform our rituals. Anyway, totally understandable. Yes, the uh, incense burner, the the incense furnace, is located in the basement just before the vault, and there is effectively uh, pipework plumbing that leads up from this basement into every floor to disperse the incense as needed. If you could get into this system, perhaps you could just go straight there. Now, there are pipes, so they are very small, but you were a bird, so perhaps some sort of bird would be able to to fit in them. Unfortunately, the the new tenants of this building didn't uh, particularly care for that... uh, revolutionary feature and so they they stopped the engine and they closed off all of the vaults uh, or all of the the valves so um you would have to open them first i would say we could brute force our way in but it seems that whatever magic we protected this building with has been overtaken and and it's just physical means i fear may not be sufficient so the valves are closed going into the furnace or like from floor to floor? From from floor to floor. Okay. There is an administration office the next floor up. It's primarily 
a library and some studying uh, areas, some silent reading rooms and places for meditation, but there is also an administrative office about halfway up the tower uh, that would have the controls to reopen these valves. However, it is probably occupied by these monsters. How, how big is the office? How many creatures do you think could fit in it? Well, it was more of a cubicle sort of arrangement, so it's it's relatively large. You could probably fit a decent number in there. There's there's one uh, here. She goes up to the front of the classroom, and it's got like a, a bench top at the front mm-hmm. that like a lecturer would stand behind, and it's got one of those like little sinks that you would find in a chemistry lab. <laughs> uh, she's like, yeah, there's a. This is, this is sort of what they look like, and it just looks like a little you know kind of tube with a grate, but that grate is like shut okay okay she's like you could try to beat on this all you want but i'm afraid the guards would hear and it probably wouldn't do any good how do you know how to operate the controls uh, it's once once you get there it's relatively self-explanatory there's a series of uh, uh valves on the wall and they should be labeled and you just want to uh, find one nearest to you or even this one if you can navigate back here and open them and then open the the main valve to the engine itself Okay, so it would require opening opening two valves. Yes. Okay, one to get into the pipework and one to exit <laughs> down below. Yes. Um, and, and are these levers, uh, d- dials, or... They're just little, like, spinny, you know, valves. Do you think a small creature could do that, or would they require human-sized oh. hands? That's... Well, some of them get pretty sticky, uh... So I'm I'm not sure that depending on what kind of creature you were, eh, it's it's tough to say really. Okay. I don't think a squirrel could turn them. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. Would a squirrel perhaps fit? a badger could? And so looking at the um looking at that grate that I saw, like how many inches across are we talking? A couple, like rat size, okay. probably at, at most. Yeah. So a badger wouldn't fit down into those things okay so to get to this central vestry on the first floor Mm -hmm. to get to the reliquary at the back of the vestry to go down the stairs Mm -hmm. how many i guess i should ask marina how many i don't know if any of any of you would know do you have an approximation of and how many forces are there on the first floor oh that's where most when they're not on duty that's where most of them like to to stay they've been uh enjoying our amenities as it were it's all going to require a very thorough uh, cleaning when this is all over hopefully but there is a stairwell that leads from those bottom floors all the way up the tower if you could get to that it would take you right to the first floor but that first floor is going to be packed to the brim okay i think trying to be as discreet as possible is a good idea um, obviously. Indeed. So, uh, Marina, thank you for letting me know about the, uh, pipe work. So I think that's something that I feel like I should try out first. So my thought is if I might just, uh, you know, lay my head down with you all for half an hour and then we can make our way down. I have a question for you. Yes. It seems like you're on a mission. Yes. It's a very dangerous mission. Yes. Are you planning on putting us in that box 
and then trying to do this. Yes. What happens if you fail? If we're caught trying to escape, they'll probably kill us all. That said, I don't really want you to leave us because you might not come back. We're kind of in a bit of a sticky, sticky predicament here. That would be... That would be up to all of you. Um, should I be able to rest for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes? I'll be able to, you know, pop in and out of that kind of, you know, animal form that you saw a lot more frequently. So I'd be able to, you know, have you all on my person and then turn into a spider or, you know, something small and very easily, easily overlooked. But that's no guarantee of success. But I do have to say that thinking of getting to the control room, or, you know, the administrative office, and then getting down into the vaults, it might take most of my power just to get down there and have enough on reserve to get out. I don't know if I'd be able to get down there, get back up, and then get out. So I understand if none of you want to come... Well, it's kind of a rock and a hard place situation, isn't it? Beatrice says. It is. I don't have many years left in me, let's be honest, so I might as well take the risk. Better to die trying to be free than to die wasting away in prison, right? They're probably going to kill us at some point anyway, so we might as well take a shot. It's down That's here, right? A- she points at the crate. <laughs> it is, um, but... I think before we all trundle down, or, or anyone who wants to come, if we could kind of, you know... Oh, my dear, I, this must be an all-or-nothing decision. I believe if if the guards were to come in here and half of us are gone, the other half would be interrogated and then probably killed. And that's that would true. just be uh, bad for everyone. So either everyone goes or everyone stays, and I, as the oldest and most wise <laughs> member here, insist that we, we all... Just ferry in and and hope that the the three be with us, and uh, you know if it's our time to die, then perhaps we can uh, I can still swing a staff like the rest of them. We can maybe take a few with us. Hmm? That's I hope it wouldn't come to that. But and then kind of addressing the rest of them, you know, obviously like very hushed, like at a kid's sleepover <laughs> when you're talking. Um, again, I can't I can't force any of you to come with me, obviously, um, but I. I grew up here, mostly here, um, in Lake Ansel's, Lake Ansel's my home, and when I, when I heard that you all lost contact with all of the other cities of Moir, I couldn't not come. I've been gone for a while, um, but Al-Absalon sent me on this journey, um, and... I believe that he sent me back here <laughs> just a little bit ago. I don't know if you all can tell, but Alaslan has had his hand on my life since I was small. And just earlier, I I spoke with one of his angels. And there's no guarantee that any of us will be safe. But I think we can be relatively sure that we're at least on the right path. And again, I can't force you all to come. But I'll do everything in my power to protect you 
to protect my family and hopefully return the city to all of us. Well, that's, that's good enough for me. I'll, yes, definitely. <laughs> I was on your team before, but I think you've convinced the rest of them. Thank you, Beatrice. And she'll, like, put her hand on I'm her, like, I'm sure, huddled shoulder. I feel like she, Beatrice is probably, like, four feet tall. And now what about this uh, tall glass of water? Is, uh, <laughs> is she going to be uh, coming down with us? Or, I mean, you know, I don't, he can't turn into an animal, can he? Can you? She says, no, no, I, uh, nope. Well, I'm... Um, y- well, uh, uh, hmm? nope, nope. Might he- be nice to have a, a strong protector down in our midst. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so he he would be going down with you. That's right. Um, and then the the plan would be, I, you know, get these valves open. I scuttle down as some you know sludge of a creature. Somehow make my way to the vault, into the vault, find my family, pull the chest out. They'll all join you down there, and I'll hopefully transform again um, into something and make my way out. Maybe we should have a secret knock, like, you know, so that if you don't know, you know, the chest gets open and nobody's knocking, I'll just come out axe swinging. That is a good idea. You know? Okay, yeah, so it'll be this. Mm. Super secret. I don't mm, think very secret. I've never heard that before on Moir. Oh, you invented that, right? Yes. Just right now? Just right You're now. The first person mm-hmm. to ever do that Pe- mm-hmm. particular path. Okay. Sure. <laughs> if I don't hear that, uh, if you forget, I might take your head off. So just be careful. Don't, well, don't forget. Yeah. Hopefully by that time, y'all can cast reincarnate. And she gives finger guns to some of the <laughs> other clerics. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, um, you need to. to chill for a little bit if if possible you've had like half a short rest at this point okay you've been talking because we've like just been talking 15 minutes. yeah so she would just yeah like to kind of take the remainder of a short rest just so that she can get her wild shapes back so that she doesn't have to expend spell slots to cast polymorph yeah they all kind of shove you in a corner so that if anyone were to walk past or like poke their head in the room you wouldn't be immediately obvious yeah i can like put on one of their like cloaks or something over mine and mm-hmm. nobody does okay oh, okay so that after another half hour you feel a little bit better a little rejuvenated people are getting a bit antsy and Garvin's like I, I think we should get going okay um marina can i ask um just for directions uh to upstairs into the administrative office before y'all descend go out this door turn to your left there's going to be a stairwell at the end of the hall. Take that up one floor, and then uh, you'll be—it'll spit you out into a big hallway, mm-hmm. kind of similar to the layout of this floor. Okay. One side will be pretty obviously a library. Yeah, there should be a big sign that says "Library." Okay. The other side—you're assuming have... I can read. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can. You're very funny, dear. <laughs> On the other side, there will be a series of. Um, Smaller meditative rooms and uh, cubbies for quiet meditation, reading, prayer, etc. Uh, at the end of the hall, 
on the opposite side, there should be a room that should be labeled something like administration. It's been a while since I've been up there, mm-hmm. uh, but it'll it'll very clearly be uh, different from the others. Okay. That is the uh, administrative offices. That'll just be one. It used to be one big room with several little uh, uh, cubicles, so to speak, where some of our uh, clerics did their <laughs> clerical work. <laughs> And in the back of that room somewhere, I haven't had the chance to, to work on them too too much, but I know they should be at the back. Okay. Uh, series of controls, and that, that should get you what you need. Okay. There are probably outlets to this system uh, in the library. Okay. Just to give it a nice uh, aroma. Do you know if there are any outlets in the administrative offices themselves? I don't believe so. That sort of work didn't really require incense. Right. Okay. I can't uh, be sure exactly what is up there. That'll be for you to figure out. But uh, good luck. Don't get us all killed. (laughs) Don't get yourself killed. Uh, We'll try not to. Yes. um, I look forward to seeing you again. (laughs) All right, everyone. uh, Kind of. Stay, stay quiet. Keep it down. This way, this way. And she starts moving mm-hmm. everyone else, all 25 of these people, down these stairs. Okay. You hear just all could give a long sigh <laughs> in your head. <sighs> Before you let um, all those do-gooders, those goody two-shoes, destroy what I worked so long and hard on. I know they're rejects, sure, but uh, don't don't forget that um, those mindless husks could be of use to you. This is a war, after all, and it seems like you're um, outnumbered, so having an army in a box on your hands might not be the, uh, the worst thing in the world. You're right. It might not be the worst thing in the world. Um, just, just food for thought. I mean, even if these 25 folks go, you know, as hard as they can against your army, there are so many. Unfortunately, I don't know how much of a dent they will make. Well, let's hope uh, for your sake and the sake of your allies that it's not much of a dent. And if any one of them so much as touches my body, all bets are off. I will give Beatrice very precise instructions. She is in charge of the group. And I know the deal that we've made. And I will tell them that that is not at all something that they may look at or even go close to. Hmm, you'd better. And so, yeah, so she'll um, kind of hold Beatrice back as like the last one to go down. And Octavia will be like, the army down there will not hurt you. And I would advise you to please advise your fellow clerics to try to hold off destroying those creatures down there for as long as possible i have a i have a tenuous a tenuous relationship with the being that created them and it's already kind of we already have a friction and i don't want to increase that right now mm-hmm. well, i'll do what i can I'll there s- are some uh, sects of us that do not take as kindly to those of the undead variety me, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd take care of them if I given the chance, but I'm not going to go out of my way. But those of uh, the, the Salunic variety are a bit more zealous about that sort of thing. Right. Just see what, see what influence you can exert. 
also um, there might be a, uh, a physical form down there in a you know in a container do not yeah. do not in any way shape or form go close to it or touch it or let any of the other clerics go close to it mm, some weird wizardry That's yes <sighs> of course yes I'll, I'll pass it along Thank all, right. You. all right, handsome. Um, I might need some help getting down those stairs. <laughs> she uh, kind of clings onto Karun's arm. Nice. Oh, my, my old bones, you know, not <laughs> as stable as they used to be. <laughs> and the two of them walk down into this chest. Before Karun goes down, Octavia will be like, can I borrow your cloak? If my guess I won't need it down here, sure. Thank you. Do you just want to trade? Can I have both for right now? You need both? Fine. Thanks. I guess the, the boots just give me... Don't say I never did anything for you. I've never said that. You've done amazing things for me. <laughs> just remember that someday. I remember it all the time. Oh, okay. You've gotten me out of a pinch more times than I ever thought that I could be in a pinch. Yeah, growing up. Right. So, okay, thank you. Have fun now. Oh, I, I will. <laughs> all right, Beatrice, come on. <laughs> And they go down into the box. Oh, shut the door. Adorable. Put it in the bag. Yeah. And I stuff it in the bag. And now you're alone oh in this gosh. room. Okay. What, I guess I should have asked, would I have surmised from my discussion with Marina about what the flooring in the basement is like? Is it? No. I mean, you'd guess it's probably like stonework. Okay. I can assume it's like not a dirt floor. It's probably. not a dirt floor. Okay. It's a place where they keep very precious holy artifacts. Well, that's it's probably why, not a dirt that's floor. That's why I wanted to. I wanted to double it's check. It's not a frontier basement. <laughs> it is a vault. Okay. What is the flooring in? What's basically? I want to know what color creature I should turn into to be the most stealthy. Is it still white marble up here, or is it darker? So should I be a darker critter? It's like grayish. Okay. All right, what are you doing? I will turn into our favorite neighborhood spider. What kind of spider? Is it a fancy white spider? It is not a fancy white spider. All right, what kind of spider? It is a drab gray spider. Gross. That's hairy enough, but not too hairy. Oh, gosh. I feel like if a little bit of hair makes them a little cuter. Kind of like moths. Uh, anyway, you're a spider now. I hate spiders. Man, I hate spiders. Do... Okay. I love Spider-Man, which is weird. Spider-Man's like my favorite superhero, but man, do I hate spiders. I never would have been Spider-Man because I would have killed that radioactive spider way before it had a chance to bite me. I never would have gone to the lab that had a bunch of radioactive spiders because man, I would have been like, spiders, no thank you. Please take me somewhere else. Why, why, why would you ever try to make super spiders? Spiders are terrifying enough as it is. You don't need to experiment upon them to make them even more terrifying. Goodness. I have a question. As you usually do. Do wondrous items resize to their wearer? Are you trying to be a spider in a tiny cloak? Yes. No. Why not? I'm a tiny creature. No. Why not? Because rules. No, that's no. I'm not giving you. No. You're not going to be a spider running around in a tiny cloak of elven kind. I see here. A magic item that's meant to be worn can fit a creature regardless of size or build. So a giant's magic boots were resized to fit your halfling, and a pixie's armor was resized to fit your horse. I'm no, I'm not letting you turn into a spider with a tiny, tiny cloak. Can I have tiny, tiny boots on two of my eight legs? 
No. Why not? No, this, no. A pixie is tiny, and their armor resizes to fit a horse. Uh, Humanoid's a creature. (laughs) Because you are, they resize to fit your human, your human self. I'm going to say the people who designed these magic items were not thinking, oh, let's turn it into a little spider. Well, it says specifically, regardless of size or build. Yep. And I, as the omnipotent arbiter of the rules of this game, who can make calls as I choose, am saying, no, you are not going to be a tiny spider decked out with all of your magic items. Okay. It's worth trying. It was worth trying. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not. That's... Nah. Because then you just be like, oh, I turned into a bear, but I still have all my all my artifacts and magic items. So I'm just like a, a super bear now. No. Well, my, I mean, I can still know. Wild shape is enough of a of a super useful, incredibly, you know, powerful class feature that I'm not letting you <laughs> turn into. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to double check. All right. So I will turn into a, a little poor drab pilgrim esque spider. And stealthily scuttle out into the hall towards that staircase. Worn equipment functions normal, but the DM decides whether it is practical for the new form to wear a piece of equipment based on your creature's shape and size. And I'm deciding it is not practical. All right. (laughs) Specifically, equipment doesn't change size or shape to match the new form. And any equipment that the new form can't wear must either fall to the ground or merge with it. So if you had a tiny pair of boots already, maybe... What would change? It does change Mm -mm. size. That is the general rule regarding magic items, and this is the specific rule. What's the specific rule? Regarding wild shape. Your equipment doesn't change size or shape to match the new form. Oh, the specific wild shape rules, yeah. So no. All right. Because then you just have like a fly with a wand of fireballs blasting people from. But you can't cast spells. Yeah, that's not casting a spell, that's using an item. Is it? Oh, okay. I've never had a, a wand of, of spells, so I've actually never used one. Or you'd one. just be like, you know, an ant with an oath bow, just crushing people. I still don't know what that is. It's a powerful magical a bow. Powerful bow. Well, you'd still need to be able to use the item. I'm not saying that you could have, like, a vorpal sword as a rat and, like... Why? According to your interpretation of this, why wouldn't you be able to? Well, I'm saying Rats that... Rats have little hands. Rat with a vorpal sword. Sounds pretty cool. But I'm saying that, like, a cloak or boots... You don't have to be, like, using it. It is a passive You also have to item. have, like, humanoid feet, which spiders do not. Right. Anyway, I made my ruling. And ruling made, I scuttle out into the hall stealthily. And the, the rules of the game support me. The rules so. of the game do support you. All right, you scuttle out into the hallway, and you see there are a number of guards, kind of. There's a, a pair of two that keep kind of wandering back and forth. The doors are pretty thick, so all of your hushed whispers didn't seem to uh, to translate into mm, the hall. Good. Is there a window in the door? I was picturing one this whole time, just thinking of like a, cla- a classic like Sunday school classroom yeah, door. I don't think but... it really matters. There could be one if you want there to be one. No, it's fine. But I'm assuming you all were being stealthy enough, oh, and it's a pretty sure. big room that you can see all of it just by yeah. walking through. So, uh, there's a pair of two guards that are walking up and down the hall, just kind of running patrols, and then there's a set of guards in front of the stairwell door Okay. to whence you are going. And it is a door in front of the stair. It's not it just an a door. open. Okay. Yes, it is not just open. And then, yeah, there's, you know, a couple others that are just leaning against the walls, talking, chatting, keeping, keeping watch. So there's about six guards in this hallway okay how dark is this hallway it's relatively well lit yeah there's little magical sconces on the wall giving everything a nice white glow okay 
I will find the darkest darkest area, whether that's kind of a crevice in between, you know, where the, the quarter round would be, where the wall meets the floor, or if it's the very middle of the ceiling where the lights just don't quite reach, I'll find kind of the darkest area and scuttle towards the hall, the, the, the uh, stair door that way. Okay. Roll a stealth check. 18. Okay. You scuttle in the shadows. Don't seem to be seen by any of these as you get to the other end of the hall. However, I will require another check to actually, like, get through the door. Okay. Because there are two guards standing right there. And I assume there's, like, a crack underneath it that I could fit through? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there a crack at the top that I could fit through? Um, it's... I guess depending on how well fitting the jam is. Yeah. No. no? Okay. All right. Getting through the door. At same roll. Okay. Yeah. You manage to kind of crawl behind their boots and scuttle under the door. Nobody sees you. And now you're in a long stairwell. You can hear some muffled conversations kind of echoing up and down. So mm. you know there are other people mm-hmm. in this stairwell, but you can't see any immediately. Okay. You can hear some like boot prints from below kind of slowly moving their way up. Okay. Well, I'm going to st- scuttle quickly uh, up the just up the side of the wall, circumnavigating the stairs entirely, up into the floor immediately above me. And I have a relatively fast climb speed, so. Okay. 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 Uh, you do that. There's some. There's clearly something moving from lower to higher, but you get up the floor before that becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. What do you do? There's another door. I. Depending on how thick the door is, I kind of want to go under the door, but not pop out into the hallway yet, and just so I can get a lay of the mm-hmm. land. You see another two sets of big like boots. Okay. On either side of this door, on the on the opposite side, and a long hallway, just like was described to you, a large set of double doors on the left side of the hallway, flanked by two more. They look like bugbears and then on the right side there's a a series of doors probably about five of them that go all the way down okay and there's uh, another set of uh, a pair of guards kind of wandering up and down just from one end to the other and do i see the uh door at the very end of the hall yeah there's there's a door You, you can't read anything yet but you think that's probably what she was talking about all right well i will try to do the same thing as below okay so I'll roll a stealth check. Sneak out from underneath the door. Natty 17 for 21. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And then I'll try to sneak down the hall again, finding the most shadowy areas towards the door that's mm-hmm. ostensibly the administrative office. Sure. Natural 20. Okay. Yeah, you scuttle sightlessly down the hall. And you come to the last door. Uh, from your perspective, you can't really read a sign, but you know this is where it should be. Okay. You okay. have to, like, climb up the wall, which might be a bit more obvious. Obvious, yeah. Okay, well, I will um, kind of do similarly to what I did coming out of the stairwell. Go under the door, but not go, th- you know, through the door to kind of peek in and see if, you know, the lay of the land, see if this is what it seems to be, the okay. admin office. You scuttle under, and you look... And your big compound eyes make out that it's a pretty large room. You see um, there's like a clump of four desks that make like an island in the center of this room that have little dividers up. And there's oh, four, like study carols. Yeah, kind of. There's like four kobolds there, one at each of these desks. And they're like kind of pawing through stacks of, of papers <laughs> and writing in little journals. I'm just 
imagining something like <laughs> like ripping things. Yeah, they got little visors like... on. It's like <laughs> typing wildly on typewriters. And they're like sitting on a humongous pile of books, pile of probably books, from yeah. the library, so that they can even get. Oh my gosh, I know that they're supposed they're supposed to be bad guys, but I think kobolds are so cute. And there's a very uh, frustrated and weary looking minotaur sitting at a larger desk at the end of the room, just like big head in one of his hands, kind of scrawling in a notebook. <laughs> I feel like the kobolds are like constantly asking it questions and it's just like (laughs) there's uh, like a kind of closety door behind that like at the far end of the room behind the minotaur's desk okay Um, do I see any like valves or nope okay so would it would it seem from my knowledge of the layout of this tower Mm -hmm. um that the door beyond the Minotaur would could only be a small room because that would be the edge of the tower? Or Probably. does it seem like it could actually be a room big enough to have these kind of controls? You don't think it's another big room. It's but, probably a closet-y type thing. But does it seem like it would be big enough to be like a maintenance closet with these controls? You don't know how big these controls are. Okay. Well, I mean, we have kobolds going through books and ledgers, so it seems like that would be an admin room, so she will sneak in... And kind of skirt the edges of the room. Okay. There's like trash and crumpled bits of paper oh, on perfect. the floor. These kobolds are making a bit of a din. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I imagine they also have those like a those like cuffs that old timey <laughs> folks would have, like on like bartenders would have on their arms to protect their sleeves. Yeah. Uh, okay. Roll me a stealth check. You're going for the door in the back. Correct. Okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, you crawl along and you get to. Uh, the the back of the room near this door. Roll a perception check. Okay. Natural one. Okay. Uh, an eleven total. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary, okay. but you get to the door. Okay. So I again kind of do the same thing. Go under the door, but not through it, and I look into that other small room. Okay. It's a dark closet. Okay. There's no lights on in here. It's maybe a, a couple feet deep. You can see up the wall, there is like a row of, they kind of look like garden hose valves. Nice, out of that's the wall, what I was and thinking, And they have some yeah. scrawling like underneath them. There's a decent number of them. You think they're in rows with regard to uh, floors. So there's about okay. 15 individual uh, rows, and each is a number of columns, which probably dictate individual rooms. Okay, and do I know what floor I'm on? You were on floor six, and you just moved up once you were on floor seven. seven. Okay, I do have dark vision. <laughs> so did, was that perception check for inside this room or nope, for the other room? Outside. Okay, I wouldn't mind doing a perception check in this room before I pop out. What are you looking for? Uh, basically, just to see if there's any creatures hiding in the shadows. There's not enough room to hide in here. Oh, really? It's a foot or two deep. Okay, but like, would Octavia, if she went into humanoid form, fit in here? Yeah. Okay. But you couldn't fit multiple there's things. nowhere to hide okay sounds good sounds good well i mean i know that some monsters can be smaller or you know things like that no. okay all right i'm going to scuttle into the closet okay still stealthily yeah and i'm going to go up i have dark vision as a spider thankfully mm-hmm. so i'm going to go up to the seventh row and see if i can find a valve for the library okay you find there's about five of them it looks like there's like 
study room one, study room two, study room three, study room four. And there is one for the library. Oh, okay. So those study rooms are probably those meditation rooms that are across mm-hmm. the hall. Okay. And then one for the library. Were those study rooms in the hall labeled? Would I be able to correlate which one is, you know, one, two, or three? They all had, like, little plaques next to them. Okay. And I will say at the bottom of this, you do see what looks to be a, a master, like okay. Valve. I was going to, yeah, find that one next. Okay. And and what I, would I think that there would maybe be other clerics in some of these meditation rooms? You don't know. Or maybe, like... You don't know. Okay. Did Marina say whether or not it seemed like there were monsters occupying the library? You don't know. Don't know. Okay. So I will unwild shape. Okay. And I will stealthily turn the master knob. Roll me a stealth check. 18. Okay. You're pretty you're pretty quiet. You manage to squeak that one open. All right, and I will go for then the knob that says library. Okay. Sorry, what knob did you just turn? The master knob. Okay. Yeah, roll me another. Natural 20. Okay. You are silent. Perfect. So it is, I am glad I have both the boots and the cloak, because the boots correlate to stealth checks related to sound, and the cloak relates to stealth checks for hiding. Mm-hmm. So since I'm, you know, hidden in here, I'm trying to be silent. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I have both. All right. All right. So you turn those soundlessly. What do you do? Can I take a quick glance at the other? Are there, is there a knob for like the first floor or like Mm -hmm. the main? How many knobs are there? There's a lot for the first floor. Okay. Because it seems like there's one for a lot of the individual rooms. rooms. Okay. Is there one for like the main room? There's one labeled reception. Okay. I will just wild shape back into my wee spider friend Mm -hmm. and make my way, kind of just literally retrace my steps. All right. Give me a stealth check for this room. 15. Okay. You scuttle across the room, past the bored, frustrated (laughs) minotaur, past the uh, frantic kobolds writing who knows what really and scuttle under the door and you are now in the hallway all right i would you know like to peek out make sure that i'm not about to get crunched by a a boot um you're not you're good and then i would like to surreptitiously scuttle to the library okay i'll say if you time it you won't really have to roll a check to get to the door but you will have to roll a check to get under the door sounds good you can basically follow the patrol but once you get to the door there are two guards directly in front of the library so you will have to roll to get under that without someone seeing you sounds good okay all right roll to get under the library door 14 okay sounds good scooch under okay find yourself in a large library that takes up the other half of this tower there are rows of books most of them look untouched and you see that there are some uh more dragon blood guards in this room itself and there are uh, huddled groups of clerics in here as well okay oh, dang i want to get everybody uh okay 
Can I do a... Is this one big room, or is it similarly lit? Like, there are cubicles here. It's, just... it's basically a big room. There are shelves that kind of divide it into subsections. Okay. Can I do a perception check to try to find the valve? Sure. 20, not natural. You look around, and you see there's a little kind of, like, uh, grate in the ceiling. Okay. Well, I will surreptitiously try to slip in there. Mm-hmm. You scuttle up the wall onto the ceiling, get over to this grate, and it's got a couple, yeah, like little like slats in it that mm-hmm. you can push your little body through, and you find yourself in a very dark uh, pipe that kind of smells like smoky spices. Mm. Nice. I'm actually mm. glad that they stopped operating this because if they were actually pumping really hot incense through, it would probably incinerate my little spider body. So Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't be great. Um, so it's got the residual scent, uh, but you find yourself in this dark, dark tube that smells kind of sweet, and you can begin making your way over to the side and then down okay. the next six stories into the incense furnace in the basement, but we're going to pick up there next episode. Okay! Woo-hoo! Again, I feel like my palms have been sweaty for the past, like, six, uh, uh, you know, investigative episodes, because I'm like, ah! Yep. <laughs> Man, all right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. This week, we want to give a shout out to D&D fan123 who left us this review. The title is Best Podcast Ever. And the body is... True. <laughs> I have listened to a lot of D&D podcasts, especially one-on-one, but this one makes them all look like they are played by five-year-olds. Also true. <laughs> you guys make me smile when I have a bad day, and you inspire me to keep it up. Also, can you please post more pics of your cat so my sister will stop asking you to go to your house to meet them? And so it is um, to meet them. Sorry. And one final thing, make episodes faster. And those final three words were all in caps with like five exclamation points. Well, D&D fan, thank you so much for your words. Oh, my goodness. When we <laughs> I showed this to Austin and <laughs> he was like, this is something like we would say about ourselves. So thank you so much for writing this. I will. We will post more pictures of our cats. Hope you enjoyed the little interlude from Frying Pan today. <laughs> Um, and so again thank you all so much for the reviews that you've left and the kind words that you have um, sent to us it really lifts our spirits and makes it feel really great that folks are enjoying the show and we will catch y'all next week